0: Evening,
1: evening all, how are we, or morning all, or whenever you're listening to the this. The, well, all. yeah,
0: actually, yeah, because when it goes out, it goes out at 7am. It does, yeah, so <laughs> that's going to really throw yeah. people off. Morning on. all. Morning all, or evening all.
1: When do you listen to a podcast?
0: Uh, typically when I'm driving, so either in the morning coming to work, or in the evening going home from work. So do you, because I'm the same,
1: like I'll, I'll maybe listen to it in the morning or afternoon, but I imagine it like a radio show in my head, like, Welcome to <laughs> Robert Radio!
0: Sometimes I do listen to it in the shower as well, I have a little portable speaker that my phone can connect to. Oh, there we go. So know. I'll put it in, um and like I've covered my bathroom and I'll stick it on top of that and I can hear Hot damn. a podcast. So it could be... Uh, those are the three main times the three main podcast listening times wow in the shower i've
1: never considered that i listen to music in the shower sometimes but right. i don't I've never listened to a podcast in the shower. so
0: then t- typically what will happen is that as soon as i get into my car and turn my car on my phone will connect so it'll just carry on from where i yeah. stopped it you know? which is a nice upgrade from your old car considering you used to have to like wind it up <laughs> before <laughs> proper Flintstones car yeah so like, give it a good run first so th- just to frame this for people that uh, more over sort of furlough time I drove my wife's car um because it's better than my old car and after about three months I turned my old car on and all it could all it smell of was petrol. So that was not a good look. Oh, I, I think good. that lasted about two days before I went and got a new car. So. Did it
1: not cut out like on the motorway one? Point?
0: Uh it did when Gail was driving it when she was pregnant. I that's uh, quite scary. That was aye. Uh, that's not nice. I mean it was an O two plate, so it was nearly as it's old like, as you. It's like so. eighteen years old. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I'm actually, um,
1: I'm actually 19 years old. So yeah, it was
0: it owed no one, nothing, and I didn't pay for it. It was granted to me by my mother. So um, yeah, it was time to say bye. Um, and I have a shiny new car. So it automatically syncs to my phone, which is wonderful. Because not even Gail's car will do that. Yeah, oh, there you go. Um, there's a. It has a little competition between my phone and her phone. So depending who's in the car, sometimes it goes onto hers and sometimes it goes onto mine. But my car is like nah. Homeboy's phone. Yeah. Um, so it knows. There is a steel snare drum, or one of those Yamaha beautiful Yamaha
1: snare drums behind you, that is rattling a little bit. Is it? Yeah. Do you want to turn one off? Yep. all The wires. I uh, will. Okay. Hang on. Um, yeah, like cars are a funny one. My my new car does that now as well. Before I would be like years. I, I had a a Fiesta.
0: From I had a Fiesta too.
1: Your, oh, yours was uh, substantially older than mine yeah like it was was, z-tech it like, oh, 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 calm down no, no. calm down
0: now we're talking <laughs> now we're really
1: talking um but mine would be the same i would need to use like an aux cable to mm. to plug it in so like it wouldn't start playing unless i did it right. so it's quite nice when you're in the morning that's one less thing to work uh, well i also don't even need to, to, to
0: um look at the phone i can just press a button and ask it to play bluetooth from my phone Oh, that's cool. Um, so is,
1: that's not like Siri, is it?
0: No, it's their no. sync system. Oh okay. It's Ford right. Sync system. So I just press a button on the steering wheel and say play Bluetooth music. Right. Or, okay. You know, connect to Bluetooth iPod or whatever. Oh, okay. It's pretty rad. Pretty <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> cool. Yeah. 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 It's my life. It's my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, my life now. D- cars and drums. This was not what we were gonna talk about today. We'll sure. get onto other stuff. But the the other wonderful upside to getting a new car like that is it's huge in the back. Mm. Yeah. Um, plenty what, of room for them drums. Oh yeah, I mean, they're, I mean it's necessary, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, trying to just get your drums anywhere in your car. Your old Fiesta was like, it was oh, quite. F- the bum was scooping. Yeah, it was quite funny when you had to go to Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> take drums to Leeds. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> no. <laughs> Please make it.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, they're way down <laughs> yeah. for four hours yeah
0: it's pretty bad um, so the upshot to having a shiny new car is that yeah I can get lots of drums in it
1: what's the most amount of drums you fit in a small vehicle Um, I'll fr- I've, I've kind of set that up right. The mo- I've managed to fit a six piece Tama Imperial Star mm-hmm. with all the hardware and cymbals and two people and a bass guitar in a Peugeot 107 Wow, well, that's pretty impressive. To put it in perspective, if you don't know what a Peugeot one hundred and seven is, it's basically like a lunchbox with wheels. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I was pretty proud of that, and it still managed to move as so. well—not um, safely, but it
0: moved. There's a question. I mean, some of the the kits that we've had to put in customers' cars over the years when they've turned up with like a boot full, yeah, has been pretty impressive. What you've managed, like, I think you can pretty much get anything and anything as long as the bass drum will go in the door. Yeah. Because all,
1: they're, all, like, they're all smaller than the bass drum, so it's, if yeah, you get the bass get, drum in, you can get the rest getting
0: in. Getting 24s into your car can be mm. fun. Or typically, hard cases tend to be oversized, obviously. Yeah. So a 22-inch hard case tends to be about 24. Mm-hmm. Um, So trying to get that through a, a door can be fun, you know. Mm. Um, I mean, Gail drives a Peugeot 2008, mm-hmm. and we've had full kit and PA system. And the two of you. And okay. the two of us in it. So I'm talking uh, subs and tops, mixer, kit, hardware, uh, all the cables, all the plugs. So we have two bags, like one for power, one for cables. Mm-hmm. Uh, microphones, cymbals, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, a change of clothes. Yeah. So like, hold all the stuff. Yeah. Can't see anything. <laughs> the mayor's daughter Most <laughs> <bit> the as well. <laughs> Most is like, um, <laughs> y- you can't see a thing. Yeah. your back mirror but i guess it's just like driving a van yeah exactly yeah um, it,
1: it took me the longest time to realize that you didn't actually you don't technically need your interior mirror mm-hmm. like it's mainly obviously if you've got those two side mirrors then they're like essential but you don't because obviously how do van drivers do it you know because yeah. so, they don't have one um what's the worst thing that's happened driving to a gig oh um there's me, a question. For me, right, I'll set you up, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give you my story. Um, I learned the hard way of why not to put your heavy hardware bag in the boot. Because f- after this incident, I always put my hardware bag in across my back seat, mm-hmm. if, if possible. Um, But having it in the boot means that it's past all the wheels, so it's not in the centre of the car, it's now all that weight is at the back of the car. Mm-hmm. So if you go over a pothole or a really bad bump like all that weight's going to shift right down uh. and so uh, in fact was this on the way to gig I can't remember but either way um, I had my hardware bag in the boot and went I was on the motorway and then do you know that feeling as if like your car's slowing down mm-hmm. but you're like you can see the speedometer still saying 50 but you feel like you're like mm-hmm. in too high a gear too mm-hmm. low a gear it was like that and I was on the motorway, and one of my t- back tires would blow out because oh, of all the weight. Because I think I went no. over a bump in the road, and then all of a sudden I just felt this. Oh, no, I was like ah,
0: that's not cool. No, it's quite scary. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and yeah, I just I think there was a photo, or there used to be a photo on my Instagram of the wheel, and it was just
0: like unrecognizable. Wow. Pretty um, wrecked. I've gotten lost, or the guy who was driving the van has gotten lost. That's happened. Mm-hmm. Um. But I don't think anything major. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm too square and organised yeah, for that to be a thing. Um, so there's been nothing, no real disasters. Uh, I have forgotten my aux cable to, to play music through the system. And oh, no. the first dance has been an iPod request. Oh, no. Um, so, thankfully, it was a song that we had played the week before. Mm-hmm. And the guitarist still had charts and he's case okay so we we got we played it for them oh okay did they were they all cool with that yeah or? they were more up they were more pissed off that we were really late because we got lost it was the same night oh no. so we got lost in the way to the gig and then as we were setting up i realized i didn't have the cable to connect uh ipod to the mixer so i bet um, they were gig- not outwardly angry they just complained later which is fair enough yeah you know? um but i mean all told though we were set up in like no time at all. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Yeah. Could have been real bad, man. I'll,
1: I'll bet every gig since that, you've always had a spare ox cable in the desk.
0: Yeah, I carry one, I carry two now. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I carry two. Absolutely. Probably, like, if you ever see someone with spares of stuff, it's because that part. Something has went wrong to yeah. require them to carry spares of stuff. Uh,
0: I've had a friend get stuck in a ditch on the way home from a gig. <laughs> oh, no. At, like, one in the morning. Oh, no. He took the wrong turning. And ended up in a ditch <laughs> how did he manage that <laughs> don't ask <laughs> yeah there's 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 you know there's nothing but blanket mania for that like oh, yeah. it wasn't an accident satan i've told him <laughs> to go right and he went left it wasn't like yeah. <laughs> and he ended up in a ditch and the sound engineer oh. had to get had to tow him out on the way home oh no because thankfully he was still on he was still packing up because mm-hmm. we were all home yeah you were all caught. yeah uh, and I don't. At the time, I didn't drive, so it wasn't yeah. like I could go back and help him. And um, yeah, you would have been less than useless in that situation. I, and the people that uh, that did have wheels um, <clears throat> didn't want to go back and help him. <laughs> That's brutal. It was pretty savage. was yeah. like we're just gonna leave this guy straight Like, well, we're home now. Like, it's not cool, bro. Like, yeah, what, where was it? Do you remember, Mark Lomond. Oh man. Yeah, in the middle of nowhere. That's grim. And it, it was like there was no streetlights. It was like the middle of nowhere. Oh, no. You know?
1: I remember uh, late last year, I want to say, was it November time? Uh-huh. Um, I was playing a gig through Edinburgh, a wedding, and it was an early finish. So we finished at like half 11. In fact, no, half 10, sorry. Um. So we were like, great. So took our time packing up a little bit. Um. Basically got everything back in the car by 11 o'clock. And um, turned my car on. And it just did that clicking sound. Mm. Battery dies. So thankfully, one of the other boys in the band was still there to give it a jump start. But yeah. it was like, I've never jump started a car before. So I didn't realize it was like you had to leave it on there for like half an hour to at least give the battery a chance to charge. I thought it was instant. Oh, no, sorry, I wouldn't have known that. Oh, there you go. So because I phoned the RAC and the guy was like, Oh, how long did it like? I was like, I've tried to jump start it and it's just, it's not doing anything. And he's like, How long did you leave it on the car for? And I was like, two minutes and he was like bro would you leave your phone just charging for two minutes and expect it to be fully charged and I was like mm, no and he's like so why would you think a car would be any different and I was like oh
0: eh, okay." okay but don't doesn't the battery charge when you're driving it does so yeah but so all you really needed to do is start well, but yeah, okay, yeah. So right. that, I see where you're coming from because uh-huh. it, you know I I would have, that would have been my answer to him. Yeah, that's what I thought because right. I I tried to
1: start it and it just clicked. Cue it. the comments,
0: folk are just like that. Nope, no, that's not how it works.
1: <laughs> my drum podcast didn't have enough accurate car <laughs> <laughs> chat unfollow unfollow. Um, um, but yeah, that was pretty grim. So I
0: I did um, one night I forgot we were to play till one. And we played all our good <gasps> songs. Oh no! <laughs> and I was just wrapping up, and the guys like the groom came up. was like, "You're booked till one." I'm like, "Are you sure?" And he's like, "Well, yeah, I have." I, you know, <laughs> I'm like, the groom. Um, I say it, so. <laughs> it cost me more money, and I'd, I went back through and looked. I was like, "Ah, and Stevie, our guitarist, bless him, I love him dearly," but you know that way you've had one of those nights where he's playing the last five songs with a guitar off one shoulder. <laughs> like <laughs> he's already put it away, and the look he gave me was just like he wasn't happy. No, uh, funny though. Um, Funny, so, you I know bet Mark and your band was still just like Yeah, I, cool, yeah All, all the, all, like, the last hour All the reserve songs came out But I mean, we were like Locke Woman's coming Yeah Like, it was like 5 to 12 Oh, oh. Just as well he came come up It was an uncomfortable conversation
1: But think it He must have felt That you were getting to that Well, no, Gail
0: was announcing it Oh, no <laughs> No that, It was like Get your bride and groom ready And he's like Dude, you've got another hour to go And I'm like what? No. Oh, Did you? Oh no. He's no. like, oh yeah, of course, uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Sorry, um, just uh, just making sure you were paying attention. Got you. <laughs> got gotcha. you. Um, but I haven't had any like major car trouble, thankfully. Um. <laughs>
1: oh my god, that was weird. <laughs> so y'all see that?
0: So um, our old guitarist was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Sorry This story better be worth it um, Was travelling uh, Home With The bass guitarist And I don't know what happened I don't know how this happened But like the bass guitarist's phone rang And it's like one o'clock in the morning It's pitch black And he, he must have swiped up And he hit, his, uh, he hit his light And just shone his light Right in the <laughs> guitarist's <laughs> he's like what are you doing man he's like you and he's speaking to get the bass players pissing themselves laughing he thinks this is the funniest thing ever and Pete can't he's like I can't see <laughs> <laughs> which could have been an actual disaster oh that could have <laughs> been yeah oh man but the bass just laughed about it for like 15 minutes afterwards <laughs> man <laughs> <laughs> oh that was great oh that was funny um, <laughs> oh my god oh, I yeah.
1: remember one night um, where the, when the wedding bands had it for um. Because I was, I had to leave here, um. So I wasn't able to drive up with the rest of the guys, but mm-hmm. we were staying in because it was quite far away. I think it was like two and a half hours away. We were staying in like a, a mm-hmm. um, like accommodation, but mm-hmm. it was like a kind of a hire your own kind of cottage type vibe. Like the guy who runs Band Dave, like he was, he was just like, well, let's get somewhere nice to kind of stay because we you know, like cause, like it's a long drive, blah blah blah. Um, but it was again, it was the middle of winter, so the I was, he was like, would you be able to go up? and get the keys for the accommodation on the way up Mm -hmm. because like i think they were late leaving or i was late leaving or something happened i can't remember but i was in charge of getting the keys for the accommodation and i just remember like it was like literally in the middle of nowhere this accommodation and it was like a cottage vibe so the key for it was underneath the doormat right right but like it's night it's not late at night but it's super super dark and literally the only lights are my headlights in the car So, like, I drive up and I drive past, like, um, I drive past the cottage and, like, turn into the big car park on the right. But as soon as I turn off my lights and my cars are just pitch black. Yeah, yeah. So I was like this is like something out of the Twilight Zone yeah. like or some or yeah. some crazy shit's gonna happen yeah, here. Absolutely. Um so I was purely I like <laughs> phoned the guys and I was like shaking I was like Um it's pretty dark. <laughs> um I'm just gonna go get the keys now. Would you guys mind staying on the phone? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hold my hand. Hold my hand. <laughs> it was like I felt like I like what would be the start of our Treehouse House of Horror uh, episode totally, for Simpsons.
0: Uh, or every other horror movie, you know, it's yeah. pitch black. Um don't look at the light. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think we've had any Crazy. We ha- I mean we've driven home in blizzards and stuff, and it's taken us hours to get home. Oh, yeah, yeah, Hours and hours and hours. Up in the north of Scotland there's not a fun place to drive. No. Um so yeah, I've I've had, but I've had nothing kind of crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um the A is a tough one because it's all forty road yeah. works at the moment and it's average cameras everywhere. So mm-hmm.
1: Plus people drive like maniacs yeah, on that road. Yeah, they well. do.
0: So you just I just keep in the left lane and do as I'm told on that road. Yeah. I don't try and do yeah, no not doing it. it no it's just totally not worth it no so no nothing nothing major no disasters i'm afraid i'm really re- i'm really square like that like i don't leave yeah. anything to chance um except th- for
1: forgetting that you're playing for the next hour and uh, forgetting an ox cable yeah <laughs> i mean well uh,
0: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> shut up, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> i don't leave anything to chance anymore <laughs> um i have had crazy people trying to play my drums and stuff i've had all that yeah. you know there's
1: always someone always someone ah. who wants to just be like guys oh, i g- used to play drums when i was like 14. groom
0: jumped on the stage and slipped and snapped a cable out the back of a monitor like where the the, the actual um metal part and the cable part goes in he, he, he took it clean he sheared it clean right off Whoa. and if he wasn't careful man he'd hit his face on the way down because he, he slipped off the stage yeah so you know you have to you know have a conversation with people about you know if he doesn't stop this we're out here yeah because that's, that's not cool no it's not like what other job could someone imagine you worked in a desk job right you worked in an office you did work in an office yep. imagine someone come in junk, drunk and like tried to take your computer or jump on you You just like get him out of here man like actually that was just more of a double <laughs> day <laughs> to be honest that was, that that was, was larry <laughs> yeah every single day but you know what i mean like there's no other job where that's acceptable yeah you know so it shouldn't be acceptable doing that job
1: it's like going to a dentist and being like, Oh, I wanted to be a dentist, is this a drill? Yeah. Uh, just, yeah,
0: yeah just, How hard, hard can it be? Yeah, I've had some some silly stuff like that, you know. Um people nearly fighting and things, you know. That's yeah, yeah just but that's just people. Yeah. So but no no not that I can think of eh? no disasters, but
1: hey eh. Some of the funny stuff I've saw at a wedding was um again doing a gap da- a gap gig, a gap dig, a dep gig. Um and the best man because it's always the best man <laughs> utterly scooped like right. i mean like beyond drunk like everyone had kept there was like that natural lull in the night Do you know that natural lull yeah. where, like most people leave the dance floor but there's just this one dude who just will not mm-hmm. leave no matter what <laughs> 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 and he was like we were playing i can't even remember what song we're playing but we're playing away and uh he just has this unbroken like no reaction stare to the singer of the band the right. girl and he's just looking at her like deadpan, looking at her. And then all of a sudden his hands move oh, up. Oh no. And he starts unbuttoning his shirt, doesn't he? Uh, right. Of course he does. But of course we're still playing away, right? And I'm I'm watching this going like, what is this guy doing? And then he he decides to stop unbuttoning his shirt. Like he gets to about maybe about his abdomen. Right. And then next thing his hands go hands go towards the belt. Oh Right. And I'm not joking, man. My like friend. like <laughs> He's married. He, this guy was married and I know that because as soon as he de himself to the band and was helicoptering oh. <laughs> his wife came
0: sprinting oh, over and no. she was like right,
1: up the road now yeah. <laughs> like he gets sent home I,
0: that happened to a guy that was playing that we were playing and a guy did that he started swinging his shirt off and trying to grab the mic and Gail had just fallen pregnant
1: oh no man nah
0: um, so I was like you know how quickly Can I get myself off Of a drum kit here mm-hmm. So we actually had to end up Telling the guys in the band Really really early That she was pregnant Because mm-hmm. in case That happened again <laughs> Yeah Because I, I was like Guys I can't get To her quick enough mm-hmm. So I need you to to You know Be careful And, yeah. and, and, be, and sort of be on Keep guard on watching, yeah. Thankfully no one Was um You know He got swiftly removed And Yeah He got put into a taxi Well he got forcibly put into a taxi Because he didn't <laughs> want to go Turned out that the bride's dad was a prison officer. Oh. So homeboy went into the taxi. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was And like <laughs> his no wife wa- he was a, his wife was like the childhood neighbour of the groom. They'd grown up together. Mm. So all of a sudden he's put his wife in this really weird p- like at quarter past eight he shirts off, throwing it around, you know. Wow, oh, yeah. Like, whoa, oh, man, like you've had a fun
1: day. Yeah. You know? So and like nights like that are fun. But like it's when
0: they get too far like that. Yeah, when they, when it starts to become dangerous. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, because you know if you fall, mm-hmm. you crack your head on a monitor, or yeah, you know you have an accident, or you you know God heaven like touch wood, and you know, you, you fall into someone who's pregnant, who then falls through a drum kit, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not going to end well for you my friend you know no. you're you're going to jail um mm. you know so yeah i it's it's a it's a funny world out there i'm sure there's tons of those stories you know yeah. tons and tons of those stories
1: we should i think it would be quite interesting to
0: like if there was a way we could just get folk to email in stories yeah like or like
1: even like have if there's a way of we can get people to um like record snippets of their stories, or record a story, and put like a podcast together of like yeah. gig stories. I think that would yeah. be quite interesting.
0: Yeah, some some kind of crazy stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's funny. It's never really well. I say that. I mean, it's, I was going to say it's never really the playing, but sometimes it's the playing. <laughs> <laughs> we needed a bass debt one night, and we'd asked this guy who'd done it before. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "I can't. I'm 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 busy, but I'll send you one of my students." Young kid, 19, great, absolutely amazing, mm-hmm. great player. Like, oh, cool. on. Like, can he, will he be fine? Yeah, he'll be absolutely fine, no problem. <laughs> um, so this k- kid turns up mm-hmm. and it transpired very quickly that he didn't have an amplifier. Oh, no. So he borrowed one from a rehearsal room and I'm not kidding you on when I tell you, it was about that size from the floor. Whoa. It was one of, you know, like Berkeley, these huge bass cabins. Yeah, 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 one of them. Whoa. And it didn't work. Oh, but he great. only discovered that when he tried to plug his bass in, oh, and good. it wouldn't work. So he had, he like, I can never get this right. It was either an active, it was an active or a passive bass. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only way in the end for us to let him be heard was we plugged him directly into the system. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have a DI box. Right. So it was all. When I mean, the minute he stopped playing, it was oh, so it, like mute the oh, channel yeah, between yeah. every single song. Oh God. <laughs> oh, plus he couldn't play the bass man <laughs> boy rocks on up with a six string fretless <laughs> to play this pub his bass is the size of him man the body on it's massive and his intonation's awful because he's got no frets so he can't quite he hasn't he played did, for a like, while it transpired as well and he can't quite pitch it he can't quite put his finger where it should go He's and he doesn't know a, like oh, flag, aye, He's know? always flat and always sharp you know. <laughs> and he doesn't know what an 8 A 12 bar blue is As he was, yeah. We were playing Johnny B Good And he was playing 8 bars And then going back to the beginning <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> I shouldn't The guitar is a shit MUTE HIM <laughs> 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 like, oh man This is really bad It's the, the only time in my life Where I've come this close To sending someone home Wow After, aye, And it was a shame Because as soon as he started he was sweating bullets, and he knew he was out of, sh- out of place. Yeah. He was out of shape. His whole family turned up to watch him play, and it oh. was a car crash, man. I oh. ended up just pulling him out, and we played as a trio, but with a fourth member on the stage. <laughs> it oh. was that bad, man. Like wow. Steve, he just put his octave on, and, you know, he's, yeah. you know, like, oh, this is grim, you know. So. I mean, really, whose fault is that? Because... You know. I mean, it's a hybrid affair to me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like don't take a gig if you're not if you can't do it, yeah, and don't put someone in a gig that's not up th- to they it.
1: know they can't do Aye.
0: Yeah. yeah, sure. yeah,, yeah, th- it's a combination there.
1: I would have loved to have seen the or loved to have been a fly on the wall for the phone call between the guy that you had originally asked and the guy that he got in.
0: Like, just After like the gig? No, oh, like, right, before the, it. Right. Like, just
1: like, hey man, I really need you to help me out. I know you've not played bass in six
0: months, but, uh, <laughs> but... He's just 19 years old and just, like, trousers hanging off his arse and all like, that, like you know. Fresh, just, like, yeah. Uh, as are, green as it gets. Uh, you're right out a Limp biscuit, son, you know, like... Yeah, <laughs> 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 just, uh, just, yeah, just not not, not ready, you know. Yeah. And you, you, you can't get angry at people like that, man. It's a shame. Yeah. It's like... It He's not got the wherewithal to just busk it and play. Yeah. You know, that's where experience really lends a hand where you can, like, how many gigs have you done and you don't know the song? Oh, and you always, just play, though. You just play it. Yeah. Ah, yeah, it's not like somebody count me off, mm-hmm. count the song off, tell me when to stop, tell me when to start, tell me when to finish. Yeah. And we'll just get through it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot. I don't know been talking about this this week is that something that's missing from the way people learn to play the drums i mean i guess so
1: i think i mean obviously given the state of what we're in right now the world like gigging isn't really a thing but no i, th- I think it's been missing for a while i think people just like people are too <laughs> what's the best way to describe this i think a lot of people these days learn too much about drumming from books in inverted commas right or like they learn so much from like Videos on the internet that are transcribed and they have a click accompanying it, and mm. all that. So, when people learn how to play the drums, they think that's what it, all it is. Mm. And I think for people like that to then just be presented in a situation of let's just jam, mm. it's very uncomfortable for them. It's the same, I, I can only relate it to imagine if you were like, I, I, I knew of a keyboard player who, if you took the music away from him, he didn't know what he was doing.
0: Yeah, I saw a lot of that at college. Yeah. I think that happens more so in the classical world. Mm-hmm. Like, like you're, they're literally corpse. Yeah. Like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. What do you mean just play? Yeah. I've never understood it.
1: I've never understood it either. <coughs> I think you and I have had a very similar upbringing in that way where we've just played. Yeah. You know? like. Yeah. Um, and so when the concept of someone not being able to just play it's like, it's quite alien, yeah. you know, it's, it's very, very alien, in fact, actually, I I find it very difficult to understand it, like if you sit someone down, and just play, just play.
0: I got and to see a lot of it, frozen. Um, when I was still at uni, we used to play for all the auditionees, mm-hmm. so, you know, you would do a full day of auditions, before I would play for all the other instrumentalists that weren't drummers, mm-hmm. you know, so, these people would turn up, and I've seen it on a few occasions where they've brought sheet music in, and you know the whole thing with jazz music after the after the melodies out the road, you're supposed to be soloing for a wee while over the chords, mm-hmm. and people playing a written solo, mm-hmm. and then when the audition, uh, whoever's running the audition takes the music away, mm-hmm. these people can't play, yeah. they can't improvise. Like, why do you want to do a jazz degree? If If you don't know how to improvise, you know, it's very, very, that's what it's all about. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but they've just been taught to read it. Mm -hmm. You know, they've been taught that that's what music is. Yeah. You know, it's fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, centuries ago when there wasn't any paper to write on, you would have just played music, you know, people would have just played rhythms and, you know, the songs to make it rain and all that that kind of stuff, you know? Um, so, that's kind of where it all comes from, really. It doesn't yeah. come from being written down, you know. Jazz music doesn't even come from being written down. Yeah, uh, they called it the oral tradition. It was passed on. Mm-hmm. You know, you you were taught to play it by someone else, mm-hmm. not necessarily about having it written down. It wasn't yeah. till arrangers came along, I think, if I'm right with my history, that writing music for that kind of that kind of genre was a, even a thing. You yeah, know? Um, obviously. You know, when jazz music came along. There was tons and tons and tons of written music composition had been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. But within that genre, it was very different. You know, it wasn't necessarily written down. You
1: know, do you think there's like a blame element of that? Do you think like kids are not kids? I say kids, um, but just like younger musicians are just kind of like this is the world that they've grown up in, where things like that are so readily available. Like when you and I were a bit younger. Obviously, I know you're. I'm younger than you, but certainly when i was young and having to learn music (coughs) music books firstly a didn't interest me Mm -hmm. but i kind of got a a kink out of or a kick out of um listening to a song and working it out for myself
0: yeah me too i don't know that it's a blame thing i i I think if you were to blame anybody if there was anybody's if it was anyone's fault Mm -hmm. to invert those comments that's probably the teachers there's no such thing as a bad student i don't think yeah you know and in some respects, it could be related to how the teacher has learned. So if you've been a classical percussionist mm-hmm. who happens to play drums really well and you're teaching drums, well, you've always come from that classical environment. So yeah. there's always been a score, there's always been a tempo marking, there's always been a form, there's never just been just sit down and play. Yeah. But, you know, if I I, I didn't always have access to a decent stereo or like you know if you only got play alongs once a month when the magazine came out and you Mm -hmm. bought it and you bought the cd if it even had a cd at that time because modern drummer didn't ever have a cd Mm -hmm. rhythm did for years and years and years the rhythm play along so you know if you could if your cd player didn't jump because of the vibrations of the bass drum Mm -hmm. playing you could put your headphones on and play along but once you'd played it to death Mm -hmm. you just play something else or you know or or once you got bored of playing music you just play the drums Mm -hmm. you know Um, but I don't know it's just always been it's kind of like playing football I guess when I was a kid we did a lot of that and you don't worry about that you don't play for a team or you know you've got you you know we all know what the rules are we've got a ball and jumpers for goal posts and all that you just get on with it yeah, you just it's mean. the same thing as playing hunts or playing TIG or playing mm-hmm. all you, these you, games you did you as a kid. Game, that, yeah, that results. whole it, it continues the same way. So you just get a set of drumsticks. You actually sit down and you just play something. You mm-hmm. know, typically it's a rock beat, mm-hmm. or t- for me typically it was a rock beat. Or mm-hmm. you know you would try and work some a filling out like you'd heard and yeah. all that stuff. You know, so uh-huh. I don't, don't know. There's a blame thing, no?
1: No, no, no. It's just it was more just thinking of just. The, the way of the world right now yeah you know like just like you know like when you look at a drumming video it's got n- nine times out of ten it's got notation it's got a bp it's got a click track it's got mm-hmm. a tempo marking it's got all that stuff so which is great and i kind of wish that existed when i was a little bit younger as well because you literally see everything written out mm-hmm. exactly the way it is played and how you, to learn it but when i was growing up playing music it was just I was never given any sheet music. I was never presented with yeah. any sheet music. It was just like, I'll, "I'll show you how to play this. Learn how to do it." And I think that's so valuable. That's so so valuable because yeah,
0: I mean, like I, I've spoken about this before. I think I got to play in the school orchestra. Um, so I wasn't given a chart because most of the, most of the, the music we played, didn't necessarily have a drum score. Yeah, there wasn't any music to give me. Yeah, you just you want to play, play, mm-hmm. figure it out. Exactly, yeah. I don't know if you were the same as me, but when
1: I was younger, I used to do a lot of air drumming in the house because drums were too loud for my house,
0: yeah, they were too loud for
1: me too, and so my drum kit would be literally my drum throne um my bed and pillows, yeah yeah. that was really cool Years that mm-hmm. was my drum that was my that was my rig um, so like just working out how to play stuff like I was a huge fan of like Panama or Fallout Boy, all mm-hmm. those kind of bands, and granted a lot of those bands are for the same genre. But just being able to work out how to play those parts just from listening to it and then even doing your own thing on top of that like just like so i would have like my thickest pillow is my snare drum and mm-hmm. my lightest pillow is my ride cymbal and mm-hmm. i would just be beating the hell out of it but mm-hmm. trying to do my own thing with it as well a yeah, bit, yeah. you know what i mean even if it's only imaginary in my head mm-hmm. so that's why when it comes to the context of sitting someone down who's maybe come from that classical background or just like they've been taught to just play a certain way without it's kind of harkens back to what we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, or was it last week? About how if you're so used to your drum kit being set up a certain way, hmm. and you then are presented with a situation where something's not how you perceive it, it's like what do I do. Hmm. You know, it's like the it's like the the performance version of that.
0: Yeah, I think you're right, and I think it also depends. Me, well, I mean, somebody will prove me wrong, but I was what I was going to say is it depends on what music you you listen to, because I can't imagine. Walking into a Paramore rehearsal and asking for the chart?
1: No. Can you imagine that? No. Get of course not.
0: Because it's just not. Doesn't fit the vibe. Yeah. It doesn't fit anything. You know. You know. You end up depping for Blink. Mm-hmm. You know, like Gil Sharon dipped for Plus Four Four, I think, or Blink or something. He mm-hmm. had to learn all this music on a flight. You know, same. It's a yeah. common story. Big Dave. A uh, common story. I well. can't imagine Big Dave walking into a rehearsal with the Union, being like, "Oh, do you have the chart, lads? Yeah. It's like do one. Yeah. Beat it. You know, you're not for us." yeah exactly
1: so it's really interesting it's just interesting to see the way younger players or like just yeah younger players or whatever sitting down and just being like totally aghast at like I've not got anything to reference here I just need to just play yeah and getting over that hurdle like you can actually see the strain that it's causing them yeah you don't get it yeah
0: it's like wow yeah
1: and there's nothing wrong
0: with being like that but I think just being able to just freeform and just, you know. Well, I think it's a skill, if you want to be a... If you want to be a contender. If you want to go out there and and do this for a living, then Mm -hmm. it's certainly a skill you need to have. Mm -hmm. I think you need to have both skills. I think you need to be able to read and you also need to be able to just play. Yeah. You know, Um, because if you want to be any kind of... If there is such a thing as freelance work in the Mm -hmm. future, if you want to do it, session work, Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like, you kind of have to be able to read too, if, you know. Um, if if you if that's what the gig calls for, you know. Yeah, totally. Um, it's striking the right balance, isn't it? Yeah, it's just uh, it's just yeah. another skill set. It's, uh, if you th- if you think about music being a language, mm-hmm. playing is like talking. Yeah. You can talk to anyone, you know. When you when you meet someone from the f- for the first time, mm-hmm. there's no like you don't walk up and be like, right, what's our topic? Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, And how long do we have? You Mm -hmm. know, you just talk to someone. How's it going, man? You know, I'm Chris. um, You know, so on, so forth. And then a conversation that happens is either, you know, if someone's not very practised at it, that could be quite a stunted Mm -hmm. conversation. And that's the person that's never had Mm -hmm. the practice of having conversations with people or the person that can't play music without a chart or something. Mm -hmm. You know, so... um, But you also need to be able to read the paper. Yeah. You know, so... Sure. You know, it's still... So for...
1: For maybe younger players who are like this, or maybe anyone who's listening to this mm-hmm. who maybe is like listening to think, "Oh man, that's me like i i I struggle to improvise with other musicians. What help or what what advice would you give them
0: for getting out of that um okay, good question, and I'll have to consider this when I answer so if it mm-hmm. if it takes me a while, I'm sorry. the first thing i I would probably get them to do is just try it. You know, if I was to, to try and teach this, just get them to sit down and play the first thing that comes to their head. It doesn't matter what that is. Mm-hmm. And if, you, if they can't think of something, right? Okay, let's find a track of music mm-hmm. that starts with the drums, you know? So there's a drum intro up the top. No other music, Billy Jean or something. Mm-hmm. like, And then just let them hear how that could sound. Look, this guy's playing, or this girl is playing without any music right now. So I just want you to do that. Mm-hmm. Can you do that? And if they can, then great, we'll move it forward from there. If they can't, we well, just get them to start. Well, what's the first thing you think you should hit on the drums? Mm-hmm. If we're playing a song, what's the first thing you think you should hit? Probably the bass drum and the crash mm-hmm. for beat one or the bass drum and the hi-hats. Okay, well, what comes next? How do you play just a normal beat? You know, Because so, outside of, you know, if anybody who's anybody's taught someone to play a rock beat. Mm-hmm. If you're a drum teacher, it's kind of... Kind of important yep. you know um so you know you just try and coax that out of them i've had to do this i actually have had to teach this with things like soloing mm-hmm. before because I've, I've taught people that have gone on to audition for courses and that kind of thing and they've come to me and be like i don't know how to solo mm-hmm. and i need to solo i need to play a, a solo Um and it depends a lot of that depends on the context so if it's a jazz tune you kind of typically have to work out if they're soloing over the form Mm -hmm. or over a vamp do you know what those things are i think so right so for those of you that don't a vamp is just a phrase that's repeated round and round and round so the rest of the band would play that phrase and you would solo round about it right so Mm -hmm. maybe bass and the guitar and the piano or something would just play this thing round and round and you would get to solo and you see this a lot in Gospel Chops videos and all that kind of stuff, there'll be some kind of music that people are playing over. That's typically a vamp. Soloing over the form is when you solo without, you typically will solo without any other people playing and you will have to keep the form of the song in your head, so the number of bars. Mm-hmm. So if it's a blues, that's 12 bars. So how many times round are you going to play that in your head? And you have to know that. You have to know how many times you've played the form because the band have to come in at the right time. Yeah. It gets quite challenging, especially when you have to do it in, like, five or seven, mm-hmm. something like that, you know? So, the first thing I would get people to do is to, if, if they don't know how to sort a form out, is to create a form. Mm-hmm. So, A, A, B, A, right? So, A is the first figure, so. Here's your A figure, right? Mm-hmm. So, play that twice. One, two, three, and... right and Mm -hmm. then you would play something different so Mm -hmm. get the idea so they've created this and they'll they'll just every time they play the first two A's they vary it slightly or maybe every time they play B they vary it slightly Mm -hmm. until they've got enough language and enough ideas in their head to go away and do it on their own, you right. know, so it can take years to mm-hmm. get that like years and years and years and years of playing, you know mm-hmm. um or if like i i I would used to have to do things like when I played in the brass band, there might be four bars of drum solo, mm-hmm. so you have to you know come up with something on your own for four bars, but it has right. to make sense. It can't just be wild and out of tempo or out mm-hmm. of time, which I've seen a bunch of stuff I've done. You yeah. know, had to get that right. Um it has to serve the music. Absolutely. You know, so it could be like literally the simplest thing you've ever heard in your life. Like four times and you're done, you know? Yeah. Or just a variant of
1: that. Yeah. Because I've found in those situations that the rookie error that I've encountered in those situations is to try and play a fill that you're still trying to learn. Mm-hmm. Because it sounds rad, and yeah, it probably uh, does sound rad when the person teaching you how to play in that how to play that fill knows how to play it. But you still learning it, do not know how to play it, so yeah. maybe don't throw it in.
0: No, <laughs> if if you are if you are um, popped in that position, because it's happened to me on gigs before. Oh, really? Uh huh. Playing a Kaylee, playing like a, a strip the willow with a a a accordion player and a guitarist, and you're playing it like a million miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and the accordion just turned, and he was like, drum solo, bang. yeah. And the two of them stopped playing, and I'm like, okay. Yep. You've got to keep the dance floor moving, mm-hmm. and you've got to play a drum solo that kind of serves the music at a ridiculous tempo like that. yeah. So No warning. No. What's the first thing you do? Just keep the bass drum going. Mm. So like, yep. dum, uh, 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 yep. uh. So if you're at that tempo so people can still dance mm-hmm. cause you, and, and it's, it's not going to be something bonkers it's got to be something that can be that's always ending in one you're not really syncopating it too much because people are still trying to dance yep. the dance is still going and they're still calling the dance while yep. you're soloing and all that stuff so it's like playing all the really simple drum fills that you know and connecting them together mm-hmm. that tends to be uh, a bit more sensible and a bit more musical, actually. And more often than not, really effective. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know? it's simple. Yeah, absolutely. But it's it's just having enough wherewithal um, to to do things like, okay, the dance floor's still going, this isn't about the drums, this is actually about the experience, mm-hmm. you know. It's why things like Wipeout works. Yeah. You know, because, like, you could literally play Wipeout mm-hmm. at the right tempo, you know, yeah. um, and people would get it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and the bass drum could still be going. Yeah, he could still keep the floor going. You know, things like that. You know, yeah. Or like if you listen to sort of old school Buddy Rich when he's not going too fast and he's playing the bass drum and he's um, he's doing all that snare drum stuff. That's not super fast yet. It's not mm. super fast rolls. Mm-hmm. That stuff all works, man. That stuff's all great for all that. You know. Mm. So it's listening to those old old school guys that had to do it. Yeah. You know,
1: it's really interesting.
0: Find records. Find records with it on it. Find albums, you know. Go back and listen to older, older players mm-hmm. that aren't playing stuff that you don't understand. If you don't understand it, there's no point. You'll get to that. Yeah. You'll you'll evolve your ears. You need to learn to hear it, and you need to learn to understand what's going on. So listen to simpler stuff mm-hmm. first. Yeah. If you want to get into it, you yeah. know, don't worry about all the mental burly burly stuff. That's mm-hmm. only really for me. That stuff's only if there's a sitting audience. Mm-hmm. If there's a dancing audience. Or a standing audience Those are different things You yeah. know um, stand- You'll see it If like, if you ever went to see Slipknot mm-hmm. Joey going upside down And all yeah, that yeah, yeah. It's all really um, What's the word I want Tangible You can kind of You kind of get it mm-hmm. You know It's not too mental Yeah um, I'm not saying it's not good Uh huh Yeah But The audience will get it mm-hmm. You know It's not like it's go- It's not blown too far Over people's heads Yeah You know
1: i think that's just when you say that like it's quite funny when you watch like a younger player or like a drummer who's put in that position of they're like right solo mm. now it's like they instinctively think <laughs> they play for the imaginary drummers in the room mm. and what i mean by that is they'll play they'll try and play all their fanciest licks and they'll try and play all their flashy stuff because they think it impresses the
0: audience Absolutely, I've I've been guilty of that.
1: Of course, me too. We all yeah, are. Yeah. Absolutely, and there's nothing wrong with it. Um, but what's just really interesting about it is if you you ever get the opportunity to listen back to it, it's like what you think sounds really amazing and flashy could just sound like a rabble, and it doesn't Car- s- it doesn't serve anything. Yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely. Carter is really great for it. You should listen to him. There's a a Dave Matthews Band song called Two Step mm-hmm. from um, the album Crash, and Typically, they'll let him blow over that mm-hmm. uh, when they play it live. And it's always kind of roughly the same kind of idea. And there's mm-hmm. a figure he plays. He plays this, like, it's, it's called a herter. Mm-hmm. It's a rudiment he plays, and he plays it really quickly between the snare and the toms. But the band are still playing the vamp, and it goes on for ages. Mm-hmm. That's really great to watch because it's it's inclusive, and it, it's, it starts really kind of sparsely Mm-hmm. Cause the song will have played for a while. They've played most of the song, and then it'll get into the breakdown bit where they know Carter's going to go mental. Yeah, but he'll build it up and build it up, and by the time it breaks mm-hmm. back into the band coming in, he's wound the crowd right up. Yeah, it's a total showpiece. It's really great to yeah. go and see, man. If you've never seen them live, you should check them out. Mm-hmm. Check it out it on YouTube. I'll, I'll I'll find a decent YouTube clip. Uh-huh. It goes on, man. Like the song ends up being about twenty minutes long. Wow. Yeah, they're a, they're a mad jam band for all that stuff. Yeah. But the payoff is some sweet drum solo action, yeah. you know. Um, he's great mm. for all that stuff, you know. Um, and it's like, the, 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 it's kinda like the same thing they did with Buddy Rich, and that a lot of people think that Buddy played really ferociously every night, but typically, from what I understand anyway, is per concert he would take one solo, mm-hmm. and it would be amazing. Yeah. But then the rest of it would all be inside and, and just playing for the band and playing the chart, you know? Yeah. But there would be one solo thing a night, which would be the the one where they just let them... The showpiece, It's yeah. like, aye, that, that's exactly it. It's the showpiece. Mm-hmm. The Carter's like that, they'll give him a showpiece. Because he's amazing, yeah. and that gets huge, and yeah. it's part of going to see that band, you know? Because they've yeah. all got to play, the, the fiddle player gets to play, and the guitarist gets to play, and all that, saxophone player. I
1: guess that's kind of the whole... The, the, like, if you go and see any band that are of, of a level... Like, there is always a moment where it builds to where all of a sudden the drummer gets a moment to shine. Yeah, absolutely. It wouldn't be special if every moment in every song was like that. This is why I I find it really funny watching some drum covers sometimes because it's just, like, every possible moment to bust out an amazing chop from a young player, they they use it to the point where they've not even played a groove. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, imagine if your whole band career was like that. I would be r- I
0: was going to say it'd be really boring. Yeah, exactly. Because um, after a while, there's just nothing left to be said. Yeah, you know, there's there's no room and there's no music actually. Yeah, I think I think people forget about that. There should be music somewhere. Yeah, it's um, why all these amazing
1: players. This is why it's quite funny. You should actually, for a laugh, right? You should like just pick a drummer. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter who. I say Chris Coleman for example. Like, you just look at like if any solo video he's got online, look at it um because the second he starts playing a groove it's like it's like oh my god it's like oh what happened to chris coleman he used to be chops he used to be amazing
0: he's a musician though.
1: exactly that's what i'm getting at so it's like it's like just players who aren't in that wherewithal in their mind to separate the two of like oh wait a minute these guys have got to that level firstly because they're amazing players but also because they get it absolutely they've had They've been able to adapt to situations. They also get that, like, it's not about them, you know? Because it's like, it's it's funny when you see, like, for example, Chris Coleman, he plays now with Beck. Mm -hmm. It's funny if you watch, like, footage from a Beck concert because it's just like, oh, these guys have no idea who their drummer is. Like, he's phenomenal. And it's like, of course, they know exactly who he is. That's why he got the gig. But if he was Chris Coleman on that gig all the time, if he was the the drummer, Do you know what I mean? That we all know m- what he can do. Yeah. Then he wouldn't be on that gig for very Absolutely. long. Absolutely. Um,
0: no. He's talked about that actually. Um, he's talked about going into gigs and people have the artist has had this sort of expectation of him mm-hmm. before he's even played a tune. Like he's going to just blow all over my music, mm-hmm. and he's just like playing pocket. Yeah. Just like, hey man, I'm just here to play some so pocket. I'm just in my lane. Yeah. yeah um it it tends to really surprise people Mm -hmm. because they expect all that solo stuff and and he just behaves and plays music like he should like what he's being paid for you know um it's quite fascinating Mm -hmm. to 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 talk to guys at his level Mm -hmm. about things like that you know yeah um it's quite interesting yeah
1: it's quite it's amazing like especially with a guy like chris who can just blow everyone's minds yeah very quickly
0: some guys earn it in the end guys like Vinny. Mm-hmm. i think vinnie's earned the right to kind of be let go every night and people do like whatever artist he's with you kind of you don't get a drummer like vinnie to put him in a cage mm-hmm. you know vinnie collier for yeah, anyone who yeah, yeah vinnie collier to and, and, uh, they, uh, he is probably for me probably the most rhythmically gifted drummer mm-hmm. in western music certainly on the planet mm-hmm. for me Yep. People can argue the toss all day. It's about my opinion on this one. I think Vinny is probably the greatest to ever do it. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the best Vinny story you've ever heard? They, I mean, there's loads of lore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how much of it's actually true, but there's a a, <laughs> a cracking story, apparently, um, where somebody knocks his door, and another drummer knocks his door, and he opens the door, and he's got a practice pad set up mm-hmm. the side of the door. <laughs> and he's... Practising, talking to this guy on wow. the doorstep. <laughs> he's just talking to him on the doorstep, and he says, "Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I've been really rude. Do you want a pad?" <laughs> <laughs> That's the old. I don't know if it's true. It's, it's yeah. a story I've, I've heard. But
1: what's the one you've, you've told me about where he's like it involves sushi? I can't remember. Oh, the story. this is the
0: thing, right? So this is the Zappa story, right? And this is true because Steve Vai tells this story, right? Okay. So uh, he's just got the Zappa gig, mm-hmm. and he sits down at Terry Bozio's kit, mm-hmm. um, which has two bass drums on it and drums everywhere. And mm-hmm. there's a really, really famous Zappa piece of music called the Black Page. Mm-hmm. It's a solo percussion piece and it's really difficult. It's like a showpiece thing. And there's lots of rhythms over rhythms and polyrhythms and cross rhythms and all this stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. And I think this piece of music that Vinny was given is something called something like Moan Herb's Vacation. Mm-hmm. And it's meant to be harder than the Black Page. Right. So... <laughs> to his left, uh, I'll preface it by saying Vinnie always pushes. He's got this habit of pushing his glasses up, mm-hmm. so he pushes them up with his finger. And uh, to his left, he has a music stand with a music on it. And to the left of that, there's a music stand with a plate of sushi on it. Mm-hmm. And he comes to. He's playing this really dense, like and fives over elevens over fives, and all sorts of weird shit happening. With his feet and his hands, and he's sight reading it. He's never seen it before, mm-hmm. and he gets to the page turn. He turns the page, he pushes his glasses up and he grabs a bit of sushi and puts it in his mouth without dropping a beat. Whoa, and like right. the whole room loses its shit because they're like, who is this alien, man? Like, <laughs> just, like, like Zappa's just like, what, man? And just, like Bozier's out of there and Stevie Vice is just like, yeah, I'll find, I'll definitely find that video because Stevie Vai tells, Steve Vai tells the story really well. Yeah. Um, but the, that was when, like, it was stuff like that when Zappa realized who he had got you know because yeah. when they did keep um Joes ga- Joe's Garage mm-hmm. the album Joe's Garage they went into the studio to record a single and stayed for a month because wow. Z- Zappa got an inkling of what Vinnie could do yeah you know he, he kind of like this guy's an alien man this guy can literally play anything mm-hmm. like and you know Zappa's audition was notoriously difficult yeah so much so that the 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 the, this, the lore of all that is that he wouldn't have even passed his own audition Wow. It was so hard, and typically drummers would last anywhere between six and ten seconds. Whoa. And there was a block, there was a, a queue of them round the block mm-hmm. to audition for this gig. And Vinny lasted a minute. Wow. So, like, he would be like, solo in seven. Okay, play me a song, go. play me a song in 21. Mm-hmm. Play me this. And he, anything he threw at him, Vinny just played at him. Mm-hmm. Because he'd studied so much and he'd studied all these really difficult things already with, when he'd been studying with Gary Chafee. Yeah. So Zappa pulls him aside and he's like, Look, man, I can pretty much say that I think the gig's yours, but there's a whole load of people here. Mm-hmm. So it'd be fair to them, I have to see them. So he sat through all these auditions while Vinny waited. And wow. Yeah. And, took the, and Vinny, Vinny did the gig from there, you know. That's pretty bonkers, isn't it? Aye. You know, that's just who Vani is. You know, that's yeah. that's he's he's kind of almost savant level you know but he's yeah you can he can literally do anything mm-hmm. you know and will play i mean like he played on 10 summoners tales like the sting album and mm-hmm. some really beautiful tunes i think he plays on F- fields of gold sure he plays on that song mm-hmm. which is like the simplest beat going side stick. you know hardly any Anything there, yeah. And he plays on "Keep It Greasy," which is in like 1916, and Mm -hmm. all sorts of mentalness, you know. So he can do pretty much anything. I think he in in one year he did Megadeth's album and the Pussycat Dolls' album. That's phenomenal. And then went out and toured with Sting, and you know just. He's that guy. Aye, he's the, yeah. he's literally that guy. You know, how did you learn to play double pedal, Vinny? I put a bit of double pedal on the, the drum kit, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't go away and shed it. But he would also do things like, I've read all sorts, of, like I went down a whole, when when forums were still a thing, when internet forums were still a thing, there was, yeah. um, there was a forum called the House of Drumming. Um, it was an American forum and they were like the Vinny worshippers mm-hmm. and they would share all these interviews and there's loads of clinic audio, like bootleg clinic audio and stuff that you could get. And mm-hmm. it, like, he tells stories of like, he would come home, he'd be at a session all day and it would, he would be getting home at 9pm and he would be turning into his street and the phone would ring, so he would just put the car in reverse and go back and do another session. (laughs) And then finish the session and go home and practice all night and then wake up and do it all again. Like, he would practice so much through the night, famously, that half his bandmates had to go and wake him up and get him into the van to go and play gigs because he would sleep through it all. You know, there's all sorts of mental stories because he just always had drumsticks in his hand or always has drumsticks in his hand. Mm -hmm. Um, No doubt, though, people will, will... call me out on some of it because I don't know if it's all right. So, yeah. if, you know, but that yeah, there's some amazing Vinny stories, you know, and he's kind of, that has won him the right to play stuff. You know, a lot mm. of, you, you kind of hire Vinny to be Vinny. You don't hire Vinny to be anybody else. Yeah. You know, um, there's really great footage of him playing. There's a club in LA called The Baked Potato. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this really great YouTube clip. And he comes in off the street the band are all kind of warming up, mm-hmm. and they start the tune, mm-hmm. and he's still got his jacket on and this little carrier bag, mm-hmm. you know. And he puts the bag down, takes his jacket off, picks up the drumsticks, and they're playing in five. And he he's all he, he sits down and just starts tearing the, the song to bits, mm-hmm. and inside like the first minute and a half, there's like three years of study, <laughs> wow. you know. Just the stuff he he comes away with, you know, mm-hmm. um, amazing, absolutely amazing, you yeah. know. Um, there's no drop notes there's no nothing Mm -hmm. the technique's flawless all of it you know it's incredible I'll link some videos yeah
1: please do it was quite just interesting actually watching you talk about it yeah because obviously you can actually hear and see like how much of an influence
0: yeah I think I mean uh, I think if 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 people don't know who he is they really need to go and do themselves a favour and and check him out you know if you just look at his recording career yeah you know some of the stuff he's done
1: and it says a lot when like you know guys like Todd Zuckerman are posting videos about yeah Vinny. he's posted
0: a couple of Vinny videos recently eh? yeah um, and he's
1: just like man like if you think i'm anything special just
0: yeah i, I mean you know. Vinny's at like the top of everybody's list yeah you know josh freese was the ring bearer at his wedding when he was 12 years old that's mental yeah you listen to the, josh freese did a, a podcast called i'd hit that and he talks oh, a little i uh, talks yeah. a little bit about Vinny. um and they're like best of friends they have been for years mm-hmm. you know so yeah, there's some pretty, some pretty cool stuff going around. There's some pretty cool, Vinny, Vinny footage. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a thing about being filmed, man. He hates being filmed. Yeah. Um. There's a sting one, and you can see he's spotted the guy in the front row filming, Vinny. He's and yeah. he's like pulling faces at him and stuff. He's like, turn yeah. your camera off, man. Yeah. You know. Enjoy the music. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. Um. So yeah, Vinny. Wow, but he's guy? a he's a dude that can just play, man. He can just sit down and play. Yeah, you know, re- relating it back to what we were talking about, you know.
1: Yeah. No, I think this has been a good, a good conversation, a good, a good. Um, talk yeah. Because it, it's, I mean, I don't know, man. I think, I think everybody eventually will learn that it's just being put in the right situation.
0: Absolutely, you absolutely, know? and it and it's not freaking out if someone asks you to do it. Yeah. It's just kind of if you if it's not something you've done before, if you've never had to have that experience, then just let it unfold Mm -hmm. you know just like let the music tell you what's going on nine times out of ten if you if you just take a step back from the drums and just Mm -hmm. let like get the band to play the song Mm -hmm. you'll figure it out yeah you know
1: i think a lot of it's being comfortable as well like um i guess i was pretty fortunate because my first kind of um quotation mark jam session like all the people they were really cool and they were just like yeah let's just play and just see what happens Mm -hmm. so they were i I think for a lot of younger players who maybe aren't up for that kind of thing like it's quite intimidating Mm -hmm. if you're playing with more experienced musicians Mm -hmm. like oh man feel like they need to prove themselves but then at the same time it's just all that's that's not what it's really about it's just about playing music
0: i I find if you could connect with people on a personal level Mm -hmm. it makes the whole experience a lot easier. Yeah. So if you find that one person in the band that likes Marvel films, if you like Marvel films, and we'll talk about that, and it makes totally. the whole thing, you know, yeah, it makes everybody chill out a wee bit, Breathe. you know, absolutely, aye, absolutely. So,
1: yeah, there we go. Aye,
0: we'll wrap it there.
1: Well, that was a, that was a podcast. It was
0: a podcast. There we go. Um, God, what's coming up next, podcast wise? Yeah. Um. Next week we've got a really cool interview. I won't say too much about it. Um, just hopefully solidifying a date. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have loved it to have been this episode, but um, the drummer wasn't available. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully they will be. And um, there's a couple in that, I, that I need to reach out and and kind of firm up. Yeah. And um, that's as a year, bro. I know.
1: I can't believe it. Like you know, last week was technically a, a the twenty first. I think
0: was the was the year, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool. So thanks to everybody that's listened so far. Yes, thank you all so much. We um, don't think it's enough. If you haven't. Or if we haven't asked, feel free to just put us, shoot us some ideas together if you want us to talk about any topics. We do say that quite regularly. If there's any questions you have, shoot them to Adam or, or the, the email address and we can yeah do our best to address them. Maybe get a wee bank of questions for the next one or something. Yeah,
1: absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's been a lot of fun over the past year, you know. Yeah, like absolutely. SM- I've learned
0: a lot about talking to people.
1: Y- yeah, I think, yeah.
0: Well, I, I mean, if you listen to the early ones, I think I learned a lesson of just let people talk. yeah
1: it's hard i, I get it because like in this recorded media you don't know oh, what am i trying to say i'm you'll have learned over the past year that i'm
0: terrible with words
1: <laughs> um but yeah it's just it's trying to just learn it's like anything it's like learning a new skill yeah, yeah you know, absolutely just trying to work it all out
0: yeah yeah um f- look at the socials this week because there's some pretty righteous drum kits going out to people so you might see some lovely new gear
1: yeah that's it so we've had a lot of Lovely gear learned. yeah, there's a,
0: there's a few kit collections coming in and stuff that, that um will be really nice to see on the socials. Yes,
1: absolutely. Um if you don't know where to find us on the socials, um how have you found this? <laughs> um <laughs> then um, yeah, if you know where we are, so we're at Drummers Only UK on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. Um you can obviously find us in store, live in person, um in Glasgow and Leeds. Um pick up the phone if you want to phone us and ask us a question or if you've got any drum kit woes mm-hmm. or you w- maybe you need some new heads maybe you want some new drums mm-hmm. new cymbals you snare know drums. we've got some pretty righteous snare drums yep. in all the new Maypex Black Panther stuff's in Steve Gads snare drum we've only two left
0: we've only two left now one in each store
1: one in each store so there you go so um,
0: bear in mind Part X is still a vibe mm-hmm. if you want uh, shiny new gear and you have Dusty the old gear that you want rid of. Yep. Uh, we'll help you do that. You don't need an appointment now, guys. So don't worry about if you want to come visit us. We had a customer today that thought we still needed appointments. So mm-hmm. no, that's not a thing anymore. Yeah. Um. F- so feel free to just pop in.
1: It's also worth mentioning as well, um, even though you don't need an appointment anymore, if there's a specific piece of gear that you've seen on the website and you would like to get some personal time with it, um, then you can book an appointment to try out mm-hmm. certain things, you know, and either myself, Chris, Dave, or anyone who's in the shop will... I'll see to your own personal needs Mm -hmm. and make sure you're looked after. Um, Yeah, but um, make sure you guys subscribe as well. Mm -hmm. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, Mm -hmm. uh, feel free to leave a review if you feel so inclined. Uh, Share it with your drummer friends. Yes, if if you're
0: audio only, if you're just listening, bear in mind there's YouTube videos of these now. We do film them.
1: Yes, jump over to YouTube and have a look uh, if you want to listen to the same conversation again, but you actually see the reactions, then that's also a thing as well. Uh, I think we're going to keep the video thing going forwards. Um, yeah, I, I think, think so. It's, it's really quite interesting. Um, um, it, is,
0: it can be a pain in the ass to edit, but yeah. that's because I'm new to editing videos. Well, it was your idea. It was my idea, so <laughs> I'll take Shat it on. Shut yourself
1: in the foot with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it'd be quite cool, obviously, when we can get to the point where we can have physical guests again. I think a video podcast will be pretty pretty yeah. righteous for that kind absolutely. of thing. Absolutely.
0: Know. Um, but yeah, have a good weekend. Yes, enjoy. Uh, or week, whatever, because I'm, I'm thinking that people are listening to this over the weekend, but they're not. It no, goes out on a not. Tuesday. So yeah, uh, and enjoy your drums. Enjoy... All the other stuff we'll see you later.
1: Yes, and if anyone has any questions or anything they would like us to talk about the podcast, we'll be free to hit Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.